that's when I discovered I was the lost son of Krypton. You're not. I am. You're not. I am. You're not. Stop lying. Malal. At the start of every episode. La 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 la. <sighs> la 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 la. That's not a Kryptonian name. Kryptonian names all have hard K's and stuff. Do they? Them. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Yeah, Mac- They're hard sounding words. Mackel, yeah. <laughs> Mackrell. Mackel. Mackrell. I'm Mackella Dickinson. Okay. I'm, I'm Mackle. Episode 31 of Crit Apocalypse. That's what we're on now. And today. <laughs> episode 31! Is a special. Woo! We made it! Episode of Crit Apocalypse. We always said that we weren't going to make it to number 31, but. Mm. Specifically. We showed us. Yeah, we showed us. We thought one of us would be dead and or a prostitute by now. I probably am dead. 50% of prostitute. Yeah. So, self-fulfilling prophecy, yeah. right? Well, episode 31, not going to be the normal format. No, we're changing things up a little bit. It's the end of the year. you nerds wanted it, and so we're giving it to you. That's right. We're going to review Neko Atsume for two hours. What? Neko Atsume. Two what? hours. Kitty Collector. For two hours. Just what? To review just that. What is it? That's, that's the one I just showed you. Oh, the one you were playing? Yeah. Oh, it's fucking shit. It looks stupid. It's beautiful. It's not it's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. No. Or we could review Star Wars. Nah. Well, I did watch Wonder Woman Triple X. Don't. No. I we, could review Wonder Woman Triple X. We ventured into the porn territory before. No, we're doing Star Wars. And we did Wars. great. We were really. People yeah. liked it. We're doing Star Wars, and then we're going to talk about Bat what Woman the best has film. Sex with Wonder Woman, whilst Wonder Woman's getting. Done by Ares. We're going to watch... We're going to talk about Superman's Star Wars. It. It's kind of like the Justice League movie, but the Justice League are just boning down on each other. <laughs> Lovely. We're going to talk about Star Wars. Superman just gives And then it we're going to talk about what the best film, game, and TV show was this year. <laughs> Wonder Woman Triple X is the answer to all those questions. Oh, dear. I guess I'll start then. What? Is it your turn? Who fucking cares, man? All right, but I go, I go first. I don't know. We, we never checked who went last. Anyway. All right, it's fine. So what are we going to talk about? Star Wars. Okay. Episode 7. The, the Force Menace. is awakened. Yeah. Um, awakened do force. People have been waiting for Star Wars Episode 7 for 32 years. There are people that are adults. Yeah. That still want to be Jedis. Yeah. They put it on their census form. Yeah. But 32 years, there hasn't been a single Star Wars film since Return of the Jedi. And... Just two days ago, we saw the first Star Wars film in 32 years. Wait. And no. it was pretty good. Pretty sure what you're saying is wrong. No, I'm right. No, no, no. You're definitely, what you're saying is wrong because I remember the seminal character from the Star Wars universe was created in between those years. Jar Jar Binks. Um, who? Jar Jar Binks. J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams. No, um, yeah, Jar Jar Binks was, was in the new one, which is interesting. No, he isn't. He is. He's nowhere to be seen. He's no, not he's in the new one. Definitely Don't in the new one. Put fake. Things no, no, are... people, people want to hear this. No. Jar Jar Binks is back, people. You can go see the movie. There's no reason to boycott it. He's come back. He's a me. Mario. <laughs> so, Star Wars Episode 7. Luke Skywalker has vanished. Dun, 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 Everyone's dun, looking dun, dun, for dun, him, dun, sort dun, of. Dun, well, dun, 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 dun. everyone's looking for Luke Skywalker because, you know, they have to have a MacGuffin to search for. The MacGuffin in this form is a, like a USB drive that they put inside a beach, beach it's ball. It's not. It's a piece of Tetris. Yeah. It's a Tetramino. It's a Tetris piece. In in a in a beeble. And, um, in, in, in the round thing. And basically, everyone's looking for it. There's... A stormtrooper called Finn, who are FN eight one two four or something like that. Isn't there seven in there? Nah, I don't think so. Who cares? But he he's morally, you know, not quite with the first order, who's riven out from the remnants of the Empire. And he helps Poe Dameron, a rebel pilot, escape, and they go to try and, you know, find out where the BB droids got to and 
Enter Riley. He's hanging out with Ray. Sca- Ray, a scavenger on a planet who is currently receiving what seem to be rations. It was rations, right? Yeah. That's why they called it portions. Muffins. Muffins and stuff, yeah. yeah. She put me in a so little thing. Went, she receives muffin. rations of food in exchange for rare parts she finds within, and this is the important part, the original Star Destroyer. Well, one of. One of the original there's lots, Star there's, There was a battle on Jakku at some point. Yeah, and, and all the Which all you can play as download over, content on. Which I have played. We'll get, we'll get to that later. That's Game of the Year material. <laughs> no. No. But yeah, anyway, um, it's, it's, a, it's an adventure where they're fighting versus evil. There's a new bad guy called Kylo Ren, who, and... General Hux, who kind of both represent two different sides of leadership. Yeah, General Hux is the person without the force, and Kylo Ren is the person who has stolen the force. Well, Gen- General Hux is like Hitler, and Kylo Ren is like angry guy. So they're like, that's their two things. General Hux is much more in command, much more proper leadership, whereas Kylo Ren is like, scare the shit out of everyone. God, can you imagine if, if uh, Goebbels was a Jedi? Je- yeah, Goebbels. Goebbels. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, make that film. Oh, done! <laughs> but, um, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> no spoilers, because that's rude, and it's mean to people. We're not going to talk about spoilers. No. We're not going to talk about the fact that Jar Jar Binks dies. Yeah, twice. Like, it was weird that they just brought him back to life just to kill him again. Basically, Jar Jar Binks is a doctor. Oh, yeah, the Star Wars universe ties in with Doctor Who, so he's a yeah. doctor, so he regenerates when he's shot, and he comes back and he's like, It's a still a me! Mad! No, I'm going to stop doing that joke, because I can't do yeah, the Jar Jar no, Binks voice. And he comes back again. He's shot and then he becomes David Tennant and that's in between the two series of Doctor Who. But anyway, I thought... David Tennant was a bit weird as, in that. As I a big old nostalgic love-up to the original trilogy, it was really quite good. It felt a bit like Indiana Jones meets Star Wars. Indiana Jones meets Star Wars? Yeah, it didn't feel just like Star Wars. Because, I don't know, you know, watching the original ones, I go back to it, and there's a lot of like, the Imperial Star Destroyers coming close, watch out. We're at least 14 parsecs away from them. And you, it doesn't feel human. Parsec? <laughs> it doesn't feel very human in the it's way they parsecs. give information. Yeah, that's George so Lucas is right. That's you. George Lucas is right. And <laughs> then this one had a bit more humour. Yeah. People more fallible. I don't know, because Ray's kind of... She never does anything wrong. She does. She, does she runs off in the wood in a paddy. Yeah. She has then... a paddy in the woods. That's right. This is what female characters are written as. Oh, life is hard. I'm going to go for Yeah, but she also, like, beats up guys on her own, knows everything about spaceships, oh, yeah. pilots a yeah, spaceship for the first time. even more jarring when she goes yeah. and has a teenage fit in the woods. Yeah. But, um, and also, it's unrealistic, the expectation that she's going to... She's been there for years. Hmm. We have to assume she's been on that Jakku for years. Yeah. And she's still waiting for these people to come back. And she remembers it from... from we see her as a very young child. Yeah, briefly. Briefly. Flashback. Yeah. Don't tell the spoilers, though. I'm not going to, but she just she's she's just waiting there. Hmm. At, at this like she must be about three at the time. Yeah, and she's like, oh yeah, no, they're coming back definitely. Yeah, that's like that's like when your parents leave you in the shopping centre. You literally five seconds. Your it dad's takes gone you. to get cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> five seconds it takes you, and you become feral. Yeah, you're in the fucking cheese cracker aisle, surviving on on stuff that you've stolen from between the shelves. Hmm. You're no longer a human. You're now a rat person. But he's not a rat person. I know she's not. That's she's quite, quite nice. That's why it's a bit unrealistic. She's very attractive. Yeah, I don't know how she keeps those the band. You know the wraps on her arms, the bandage. Mm. How does she keep them on? Gravity. Yeah, gravity. Gravity's not real. But you um, asked Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Berg. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you asked Neil deGrasse Tyson. Visually, visually, it looks like Star Wars. It doesn't. Look very it much doesn't like Star Wars. look like it's shot on a green screen. It looks like real things. Like about 
20 minutes into the film, there's a bit where you see the little bird thing pecking away at something. Mm-hmm. The and it's like it's, it's a natural puppet. Like you look at it, and it's an actual puppet, and you're like, oh, that's a real thing. Have you gone back and watched the the um, the George Lucas ruined new ones, or did you watch the original Untouched? I watched the um, special edition version. How fucking sort of jarring is the CGI in that? Yeah. Who thought that looked natural? Well, did you go to see the films when they first came out in the cinema? The no, I had, the, I had the VHSs. No, did you go see the special editions in the cinema? No. Because um, originally the CGI for the Blu-rays and the DVD versions you can get now are redone from what they were when they first came in the special editions. Oh god! Um, the bit with Jabba the Hutt in the original version in 1997 was yeah. just horrifying, like, like so horrifying. <laughs> talking about Jabba, one of the bits that stands out the most for me in the original trilogy when you go back and watch them and you watch the versions that we've got now on Blu-ray because they're tarnished. Yeah. Do you remember the the bit where there's the band playing in Jabba's place? Yeah. And there's that snot-nosed monster thing that Blue one. gets in front of the screen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got the, the dribble coming down and stuff. It's like, who is that for? Why do I need this c- coming out? And George like, Lucas Rrr. loves that. George That's, Lucas. Um, George Lucas might be blind. What's the name of the band? I can't remember the name of the band. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails. But, um, yeah, because it was a band performance in the original one, but it wasn't like that. That is to Cleo. It was like a thing that happened in the background and like you went for it. Oh, there you go. It's done. Michelle Branch. No. But, um, yeah, this this new film's free of all that nonsense. It doesn't have aliens doing weird, wacky alien things just because they're there. Like, the what? closest you get to it is BB-8 rolling along and you see some alien eyes come out of the ground and watch him. And that's a very original Star Wars thing. Yeah, there was one moment that I felt... There was, was a lot of um, cutting around between people in the bar, but yeah. that was just like... Because the film does reference the previous films a yeah. lot. But that bit when they're in, they're in a bar on this planet, it's like with pirate-type people there. And... Get a whole bunch of cuts between it, and that's very much like a reference to the Tatooine bar. Yeah. But well, that J.J. Abrams understands what influenced Star Wars originally when George Lucas had a heart, and he works those in. Like, there's shots of, um, like, we see it in the trailer, anyway, Finn holding a lightsaber, and he's pulling the samurai pose from Akira, like, from Akira mm. Kurosawa films. Yeah. There's um, shots of the Imperials where he's doing, General Hux is giving a speech to all the Imperials, mm-hmm. and that's taken straight from, like, Nazi propaganda films. Yeah. Um, I, I like, yeah. yeah. There's some nice stuff in there. Even the original, even the uh, prequels were briefly, briefly nodded to. Not one really. of the rebellion people in the bar, the same bar scene that you're talking about. Yeah. One of the the speaker people. It's one of the droids, the announcer droids from Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. They didn't have announcer droids. It was an alien with two heads. There was an announcer droid as well. Yeah, I think he was just walking through when they were doing the pod. But you can see that alien, that robot was like the one with the microphone. Yeah, 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 that's it. But it looked like cobbled together bits, which is what Star Wars robots supposed to look like. That's what they looked like over in uh, on um, pod racing. Yeah, Yeah. I'll try. I'll try spinning. (laughs) That's a neat trick. That's a neat trick. I did a topic on um, because you know how I mentioned how there's surprisingly few battles in the stars in this. Yeah, and someone's pointed out like that. um, Well, well. Don't you count the planet blowing up the other planet as a Star Wars? That's pretty much as big as a Star Wars can get. No. And they were like, I was like, well, I don't know, because it's firing a laser through the stars. So that the spoilers. <clears throat> there is a war going on in stars. And they were like, well, they're Jar-Jar's doing evasive involved. maneuvers. And I was like, wait, those planets were doing evasive maneuvers because technically they're moving at thousands of miles an hour and they're spinning, which is a nice trick. So, <laughs> so you think Anakin might be piloting those? The planets His in the moon. Force ghost. Yeah. Might be in there. Um, but yeah. Do you think they've still got, uh, what's the name of the? Watto? Watto. Watto. Yeah. yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Oh, Annie. Hello, Annie. I'm George Lucas's self-hating anti-Semitism. Did you know that the, um, Phantom Menace, the when it no. first came out in the cinema, the, in the bit where they're bartering over the, 
like what they're going to trade for Anakin. And he's all like, oh, if I bring the pod race, then we get the Skywalker and all this sort of stuff. That scene went on even longer in the original cinema cut. I want you to understand something, and mm. this may affect our friendship. I've never actually watched those films. Why? Well, the prequel trilogy for me came at a time when I wasn't interested in Star you Wars. You need to suffer. No, I don't. I did watch the final fight from... I watched the fight in the rain against uh, Django Fett. No, oh, that bit. Yeah, yeah. that was mm. fine. And I watched the final battle on uh, where he chops his legs off. Which one? <sighs> Return of the... Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of well, you need to watch Revenge of the Sith because that has at least two good scenes. Yeah, the battle in the rain. The battle in the rain is Attack of the Clones. All right, well, I haven't seen much of Return of the Revenge of the Sith. No. But I saw the end fight. And uh, I have one question about that. How do you not that. watch the prequels? Revenge of the Sith, right? They're fighting and it goes on for ages and ages and ages. Yeah. All Anakin does is jump. And then he just slices his legs off. Yeah, but Obi-Wan had the high ground. <laughs> I love that. I love he just goes, vroom, but manages to take an arm and two legs off. It's yeah, a really so. good swing. That was like, it, I reckon he did a figure eight or something. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I, I don't understand why he just didn't do that earlier. Yeah. Um, all right. So, we're... So, uh, Force Awakens. No spoilers. Awakens. I'm not going to talk about spoilers. Um, who was your favourite character? Because what we've got, we've got the original three people in it. We're not going to tell you in what facet, so don't worry. Don't mm. worry. Jar Jar Binks we've talked well, about. We're not going to go to anymore. The originals, Jar Jar no Binks Lando. is just an insurance policy <laughs> to make sure people go see this film. Because we know that he's their favourite. George Lucas, he said in his behind-the-scenes stuff, he said, if we get Jar Jar right, we... George Lucas had just, nothing to do with the gonna new write Star itself. Wars film. It's going to write yeah. itself. We get Jar Jar. This is for Phantom Menace. <clears throat> no, he was like, if we get Jar Jar, right, oh, he's very key to the entire thing. Yeah, yeah, We're, he is key to this. <clears throat> you know, when I watched Phantom Menace back, you know that whole fan theory about Jar Jar being a Sith Lord. Yeah, I was watching Phantom Menace back, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it does kind of work in some moments. Just, you keep <clears throat> like, I don't, I don't know if he got Jar Jar wrong. And we're seeing the I worst think universe. Part of the key problems was not only was he a slightly racist stereotype, he was also a sort of completely incompetent racist stereotype. Yeah. Yeah. He was like a bumbling fool. I don't. Do you think that George Lucas found it funny? Yeah, George Lucas finds racism sk- hilarious. Is that why he made that comedy, Red Tails? Probably. Yeah, that was hilarious. That film. <laughs> what other films has George Lucas actually made? Let's. Let's. Strange Magic. Terrible. He directed that. Yeah. Um, directed How the Duck. Um, <laughs> that was a great film. That's uh, got known pedophile Jeffrey Jones. He in. directed Radio Land Murders, which is a massively forgotten film. It's kind of alright. It's not bad. Didn't he do Radio Flyer as well? No, I don't is think that Ron Howard? Probably. Yeah. But um, he also directed uh, THX One One Three Eight, which I think is a great sci-fi film. The one with the barcode on the back of the person's head, yeah. with blurry color. Yeah, and yeah. Um, American Graffiti, Oscar-winning film, American Graffiti, which is actually pretty bad. Yeah, it's one of those things mind. that only really worked back then. Yeah, yeah. I don't really mind American Graffiti as a film. It works, but it's just it could have been set any time. Yeah, that's why it didn't like work a... in the fifties. Like it could have been set in the eighties, had a better soundtrack. But it's George Arguably. Lucas remembering his youth, wasn't it? That's what it's about. It's Wait, him. George Lucas wasn't just dropped here by another by another race of people and just like the original talk. George Lucas was. Oh. But um, somewhere between Empire Strikes Back and Revenge Return of the Jedi, he was, was swapped with Jones. a pod person. He's a pod person. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So my stop f- drilling. Um, God, that is just right there, isn't it? Yeah, I can give it a second. Okay, it's gone now. But I can, I can remove that. I'm going to try and remove that. If you can't hear drilling on the podcast, I successfully removed it. <sighs> Editing boom. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah. So would you recommend Force Awakens? Oh yeah, definitely. I would really, really recommend Force Awakens. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's a great film. Um, I have my issues with the script. I have my issues with... Um, There's a couple of moments that you know they needed to happen anyway, but it was just kind of like... There are some great cameos. <laughs> There's the a lot cameos, of cameos. <laughs> the Scottish fella from... I think he's from Luther or well, something. Did you he know who Simon Pegg was playing? No. <laughs> Do you know the uh, the alien? I'm going to not really spoilers because he's it's listed on the credits, so you can see it anyway. Yeah. Um, but he's the alien who's handing out the portions of rations. I did wonder who that was. Jesus, stop drilling! Should we pause for a second? Just fucking, uh. but anyway, yeah, that's that's Simon Pegg. Um, Judah yeah. Freeland is hidden in there somewhere. Really? Yep. I don't like that guy too much. And Daniel Craig. Yeah, I told you about, where he we was. We know about Daniel Craig. Yeah, that's been that's been all over the news recently. Anyway, yeah, so it's just like one of those. When I think back to that scene, he you can tell drilling. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, cunt. you can you can kind of tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can tell. He's got that tone in his voice, that no nonsense. Go fuck yourself. Do you notice there was one woman stormtrooper? Yeah, yeah, that one bit where she just tells Kylo Ren something and then wanders off. I'm not talking about Captain Phasma, who, um, was the, who was the general Grievous of this film. Let's face it. <laughs> like, no, she wasn't. She just wasn't anything. Well, General Grievous was like built up to be something awesome, and they did a really good job. And we all went, "Oh, Captain Phasma, of course, a silver stormtrooper," and then kind of did nothing. Yeah, but I, I, I reckon died. she'll be back in the next one, and maybe they'll do something decent with her. Maybe maybe she'll have a hoverboard. I do like the stormtroopers seem to have different roles now. They've sort of fleshed out the stormtroopers a little in this one. Yeah. So in, um, I like. I like what they've changed. Yeah. I, I never liked the Clone Wars idea. Yeah. It was a nice reference in the original trilogy to be like, oh yeah, you remember the Clone Wars. I always was a bit irked by the idea that the Jedi would go, hey, cloned humans, millions of them. Oh, let's fucking use this. Brute force our way through this war. Yeah, let's, let's get some more Jedis. That backfired. We're dying out a little bit here, guys. Let's yeah. get some more Jedis. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, well, the the new cast... The new three characters that have been heavily... Yeah, Oscar popular. Isaacs. Yep. He's Poe. Always good. Dameron. Yeah. Um, Finn. Poe Dameron, what I noticed is John he's Bayega. like completely the modern action hero. He's the cocky, rebellious... He has, he has a great chin. <laughs> yeah. Never remember... Uh, Oscar Isaacs, I never he's pictured having great a great at everything. Chin. Like, you just know he's great at everything. You're told he's a great pilot, and then you see him doing great pilot and stuff. He's like, you know, um, Chris Pratt and Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. is like, you know, handsome, buff. Why would he be handsome and buff? Well, let's, let's, <laughs> let's talk about this quickly. Um, I mean, Oscar Isaac's a great actor. Um, yeah. I saw 10 Years, which was the weird Channing Tatum comedy film. Yeah. Where it's a 10 year anniversary and all the friends turn up. He's in that. Yeah. Um, he's fine in that. Um, and I did really. Ex Machina is great. Ex Machina is great. But before I even saw Ex Machina, I watched the film Inside Luland Davis. Which oh, yeah, yeah. was one of my favourite films of 2014. Well, it was the Coen Brothers, isn't it? Yeah, really, really good film. Great music, really yeah. nicely done. Characters, um, who's the Garrett? The one from... Headland? Yeah, the one from Tron. Yeah. He has a great cameo in it. And then John Goodman's in it he as well. He just disappeared, didn't he? Yeah. Garrett Headland. Yeah. I quite no, like no, him he's in, in Tron. some stuff. He was in Pan. Yeah. Which no, no, is watched Pan. shit. Pan got panned. Pan is fucking terrible. <laughs> I watched that recently. Dude. Hey, kid! Follow me! <laughs> so that's the accent he used. The whole oh, film is yeah. terrible. It's fucking awful. It's got Nirvana covers sung by children. What? Yeah. Um, and, um, no one, and, like, you know, um, I have, I have a problem recently with a lot of films having endings. Star Wars actually suffers from this as well, but they have endings that lead, they're like, they're like, oh, wink and a nod to the audience, and, like, the ending yeah, of Films Star are TV Wars, shows now. Yeah. They feel tacked the Big on. budget TV shows. The end of Pan, 
Um, there's literally this is the dialogue. Oh, do they think they're getting a sequel? <laughs> the end of Pan. Oh. The, little, the little boy playing Peter Pan turns to me and goes, he goes, we'll always be friends, won't we, Hook? And he goes, sure, kid. Why not? Don't see us being enemies anytime soon. <laughs> it's like, oh, huh? What? <laughs> I'm still bitter that we never got the sequel to Super Mario Brothers after that cliffhanger ending. <laughs> when Daisy burst through the door of a massive I gun. I that long ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's Star Wars is a great film. And uh, sorry, so um, Oscar Isaacs, he's fantastic. Yeah. John Vega, who obviously attacked the block yeah. and a couple of other bits. Um, he's really, really is good. Is he in an episode of Casualty? He must be yeah. in an episode of Casualty he's in a few at some point. Of casualty. He's yeah. got to be, surely. Um, Actually, probably my favourite character. And then, um, Riley. Daisy Ridley. Daisy Ridley. Yeah. Who plays Ray. Yeah. Um, it's her first acting. No, role. she's been in a couple of things. She's been in a couple of things. But she's only been acting for like a couple of years. Okay. I, I haven't seen her in any stuff. films. No, no, remember. I think this is a, like, first film. But I watch a lot of cult shitty movies, don't I? Yeah. So I'm <laughs> um, so she wasn't in Attack of the Block, I don't care. Looked up what she no, was in the other she's, day. Uh, she's, um, I heard that the, on the first day on set, JJ Abrams said to her, you're wooden. You've got to change this. And you can see that she is, they were desperate not to have another fucking Anakin. Yeah. Because Anakin was a plank of wood that was supposed to be like, oh, look at me, I'm going to be the thing Darth is Vader. With Hayden Christensen, he's actually quite a decent actor and George yeah, Lucas sucked the yeah. life out of him. Literally. Um, but, but you no, can see, she's... like, what I was saying about the only two good scenes in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. There's a scene where um, he's on Mustafar, Padme's come and she doesn't realise everyone's snuck on board. Yeah. That scene with Anakin's really good. He does some acting there. Yeah. A little bit. But he's like, in Shattered Glass, really good actor. But, George Lucas sucked the life out of that and it's like night and day because now, you, now you've got that validation that it's not just the f- problem of Star Wars it's not Star Wars that's the problem that mm. caused the prequels to mess up it's definitely George Lucas yeah <laughs> we got we got the Lawrence Kasdan back and all that and and it was great John Williams yeah. soundtrack fantastic yeah yeah um, but no sorry going back to it Ray um, fantastic character I, I really I was after hearing that before seeing the film, hearing J.J. Abrams saying that, oh, she was wooden, I told her, you've got to not do this. And she herself said that. She had an anecdote about that in an interview. Mm. Um, but in this, she, she smart, I mean, other than the script issues, which I've already said. She's a little bit too perfect at times, but kind of. It's not even that. They create false responses. So it's like, oh, I'm so sad. Oh, I've touched this. And this is how I'm going to react. It's like, well, that's not the character we been known to meet yeah. well it's not a character we've had in the film for the last hour and a half so why yeah. is she acting like this and um and you know she's desperate for adventure it's really great and she is the audience she's the, the yeah she's the audience member. i'd say finn is really no i'd say finn's the pe- the people that because think about it, he's literally a generic person who was just doesn't have a name and he's like just basically conditioned to be this plate blank I slave think she's meant to be the people that have loved star wars always hmm. and they've been in this world they want this adventure they want it again Finn's the person who never liked Star Wars, wasn't into it, but they've seen this film, and all of a sudden, yeah, all right, fine, fuck it, I'm along for the adventure. Yeah. That's the sort of... He wants to be a hero. And pose pose the internet trolls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so good at everything. Look at me. Let's think Poe's a modern action hero who's flawless in every way. Well, he's not flawless in every way. Like, I reckon he's gay. I reckon him and Finn. I want the next film to start off with him and Finn getting out of bed. I reckon they're totally into each other. Because I reckon Finn's into Rey. Yeah, but that was too, to be... too obvious. Yeah, but they're very sweet together. Yeah, but I want Poe to be like quite sweet, super and they're gay. the same sort of age. <laughs> yeah, Poe can be gay. It doesn't matter. But Poe be that... super gay. Yeah. Like he's the only person with a seventies haircut in this whole film. That's true. <laughs> Even yeah, Han got a new haircut. Super hair. Even Chewie's hair's been touched up a little bit. Oh, did you know? He's got to be dyeing it. You know the he's hair. He's got to be using you just know the for hair on Chewie. Yeah. 
Did you, like, every so often, do you see the costume and say, oh, is that the original costume? Because it looks a beat up as shit. <laughs> like, and sometimes I kept thinking I saw his neck. Like, just the guy's neck in it. Well, that's like the original costume, though. The headpiece yeah. was blatantly separate from the rest. There yeah. was always that hanging down bit. Um, wasn't Peter Mayhew in the costume all the time? Was it not? Nah, he can't move, man. Have you not? seen Peter May- Mayhew? Yeah. He's got a cane. I've seen him a bunch of times. Like, he barely walks nowadays. <laughs> like, I reckon it was pretty much him, honorary role type thing, where he'd be in the sitting down scenes, maybe. Yeah. But um, but uh, of all the characters, I probably I'd say Finn's my favourite. Ray, mm. such a close second. I really, my problem is that yeah, those script writers. Like Finn, he's always on a natural course. Yeah, he always feels like he's sort of like okay, I'm either going along. But he's set up to be the escape. hero, but he's not really. Well, he is. He's the hero in the sense that he doesn't. He's not special. He kind of screws over loads of stuff though. Yeah, <laughs> like when they purposely go somewhere and he says he's got a plan, but he totally doesn't. Yeah. But he's got a bag full of explosives. Yeah. yeah. And he knows but where the toilets are. He, yeah, he's sanitary. Um, <laughs> but, uh, he, uh, he's, he's just, he's on a more natural progression whilst Ray, they have to make conflict. So they mm. put in conflict. Um, I think he's also helped by the fact that he shares less of the screen time. Yeah. I think less of Ray, a bit more of Poe. I'd mm. like to assume Poe's escape in the beginning. Yeah. That feels like it was cut. Yeah, but then again, at the same time, the thing is, is like you either show him escaping, and then you've got this whole bit that will slow down the pace in the film. Yeah, or you do what they did in the film, and they have him just show up and save the day out of nowhere, and it's kind of feels a little bit like Deus Ex Machina. Where yeah. it's just, but there is a little line where they've said they've called the resistance, so they, you do know why they've turned up in this scene. But yeah. it is a little bit like oh, Poe's there as well, and how brilliant obvious was the guy from Heroes as being basically Porkins two point Yeah, <laughs> yeah, an old uh, neon nub. He's in it. The fish briefly. man. Yeah. No, that's Admiral Akbar. Oh, Admiral Akbar's in it. He's <laughs> in it, guys. Thinking of Admiral Akbar. Jar Jar and Akbar are back. Thinking of Admiral Akbar. It's a trap. <laughs> Yesterday I read 30% of um, Republican supporters um, uh, said Agrabah. yes to bombing Akbar. I, I want to ask them if they think we should trap Admiral Akbar. I think, that, I think they'd be up for that. I genuinely think that they, they'll believe that Jafar is in ISIS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway. Um, what about Iago? Iago. Yeah. Iago, um, Iago, Iago, Gilbert Gottfried. They're hiding weapons in lamps now, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, all in all, great film. Really good. Not yep. not my top film of the year. No, nah, we're going to go into that. Because that would make this podcast a lot short if we just went straight ahead and said it was oh, my top yeah. film of the year. But, um, <laughs> but in terms of where it is in, in, ter- in Star Wars, for me, it's the most I'd balanced. say if it wasn't for one particular film I watched this year, it would be my favourite action film this year. Yeah. Um... No, I wouldn't say that. It's my favourite family slash adventure film. Mm. Yeah. I feel like this is probably my favourite family slash adventure film. Yeah. Like this year, um, it's been quite a good year. There's been quite into it too much yet. There's been some good films. But in um, this review. Yeah, that's true. Um, but all in all, I, uh, I, I highly recommend seeing Star Wars. It's my favourite Star Wars film, if I'm honest. But you haven't watched the prequels yet. You can't fully know. Do you want to watch the prequels? No, never. <laughs> um, but it's, it's probably my favourite Star Wars film. That I've seen. Um, I would say it sits within the original trilogy, but to me, Empire Strikes Back is such a good film. Like, is that the second one? Yeah. Empire Strikes Back, my problem is, is way Fifth. too much time on Hoth. No, that's how the films are paced like that all the time, though. Don't you ever yeah. notice they spend about 45 minutes to an hour in every film in the original location? Way too goes, much time on Hoth. And they've the got a five-act of- structure, which is a bit odd for action-adventure films. Yeah. They don't have the same sort of structure as most action films. And also... Um, there's so much time dedicated to Luke being tied up in a cave by a monster and shit like that. Just stuff that was put in because <laughs> yeah, because of Luke Skywalker, because of um, Mike Hamill's injuries. Yeah. yeah, and and like so he didn't look like he did in the holiday special. Yeah, exactly. 
So I would just have him. I would have him just come out and be like, "We fought many ah, battles that together." Films, I think it's perfect. I love it. It's no, freaking... just it can be cut. It can be cut so easily, and also just a bit more humor, just a bit more no, humanity. It's depressing. That's the whole point of the film. I know, but just a bit more humanity. No, Not everyone's a droid. See, three PO is the most emotive person in the whole hand fucking film. says, "Friggin', I thought they smelled bad on the outside." That bit's funny when he puts Luke inside a <laughs> inside a whatever they were. Um, Tom Tom. Oh, no, but it does have one of the best lines in cinema history, where uh, Princess Leia's going, ah, oh, I, I love you, and he just turns around and says, I know. I was like, yeah. lad! <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this is probably my favourite Star Wars film so far. Um, in terms of the characters as well, God, it's nice that um, that we've got we've got one of the biggest films of this year. Hmm. Um, it's actually a good, good film, and no one is complaining about the lead actor being black. I don't know, I've seen some people. Really? Yeah, some people are doing the whole thing where they you try can't to pretend... You can't have the force because he's black. Yeah, there's, there's people doing the whole thing where they're pretending that he's... um The problems they have with him are not because he's black, but all the problems are the ones you tend to associate with the sort of roles black people get. So it's like, oh, he's just the comedic relief. He's a Kevin Hart type character. And like, what? Oh, dudes... God, that's like He's saying, not just the comedic relief. That's like comparing fucking um, Mother Teresa to a pile of shit that gave yeah. everyone AIDS. There's people moaning about, like... Ray and how her origin is just they call her Mary Sue because she's great at everything does nothing wrong but she does do a few things wrong yeah but she does things wrong because it's a badly written script in yeah. places but it's like um, did you get the feeling that a lot of the humour was those guys doing an Eddie Murphy and taking lines that sounded a bit silly and saying that we were joking cadence because there are times where they're like having conversations and it seems like a conversation that someone wrote to be serious but because they're in the situation, the way they're emoting during that scene and like the way they're talking to each other, it's it's funnier. Like um, the scene with Poe and Finn shooting ships and stuff. Great yeah. shot, thanks. That was a great shot. Did 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 you just see what I did? That was incredible. It's like yeah, no, you're doing a good job, kid. It's like that. Great job, that kid. Was, Don't get penisy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like if that was between Han Solo and Luke, that would all be Poe-faced it's- Han Solo, just being like, "Great job, kid. Yeah." You see no, that There one? is a scene like that in, in, in New Hope. I got one. That's great, kid, and I don't get cocky. Yeah. Just, they, they have bants. They have bants. It wasn't really banter, though. They have bants. Yeah, but that's... So, yeah, I... I the best I, bit in is... a New Hope is when they're um, trying, they're doing the whole prison breakout bit. He's, like, on the intercom going, no, it's no problem down here. Just, uh, you know, a fire went off. It's very dangerous. No one, no one come down here. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> a boring conversation no, like, anyway. Like, Luke, we're going to have company. No, it's like, it's... Um, the, the guy on the intercom turns around and says, what's your consignment number? And he's like, um... <laughs> it's like, we're going to have some company, guys. Shit. A boring conversation yeah, anyway. Failed. <laughs> but, yeah, Han Solo. That, a lot of that, I think, was Harrison Ford. Again, it doesn't seem like that was George Lucas. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I give this a firm Tom Atkins. I recommend everyone sees this. I don't think there's anyone that this wouldn't apply, apply to. And, um, it's nice to have a female main character. Just imagine all those kids who grew up with the prequel trilogy and yeah, now man. they're getting to see what real Star Wars in yeah. the cinema is like. Well, real Star Wars. The I other always ones say, were real Star Wars. They couldn't be any more real Star Wars. They're made by George Lucas, written by George Lucas, and they've got Jar Jar Binks. This has the same fucking quality standards, but without George Lucas, right? Yeah, and it proves what real songs. Yeah, and Jar Jar Binks works in this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I was a bit worried when the Gungans were all being slaves. Yeah, because that was a bit on the nose, especially after Twelve Years of Slave came out. Yeah. last year, but but that one yeah. that gave that rousing speech, the nameless one. Oh no, it's yeah. when he played the fiddle to the people in chains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, imagine if George Lucas had directed this. That would be the film. That George Lucas is 12 years of slave. Yeah, George Lucas is 12 make, Gungans of slave. <laughs> he'd probably make better roots. 
<laughs> Why'd you do that? My name is Good Kid. <laughs> do you want a hug? <laughs> anyway. Your name's Dave. Oh, Star Wars. We spent 22 minutes talking about Star Wars. Yeah, so... No, we haven't. It's 32. 32. Um, so, yeah, I give it to Tom Hankins. I it, Genuinely. Everyone can mm. watch this. It's nice to have a female main character that isn't driven by boys and isn't animated yeah. in a ridiculous way. She's, you know... She has talk conversations with people about things that aren't about other men. Yeah. She talks she, to another woman about something that isn't about another man. Yeah. Hey, passes the um, she, uh, she gets test. angry when a man grabs her and she doesn't invite. He grabs her hand. Yeah, yeah. grabs her hand. Stop I love grabbing that. my hand. Yeah, that's him thinking I'm a hero. I've got to lead her out of it. It's like no, you don't. No, he, he knows he's not the hero. As soon as he sees her beat the shit out of oh, those yeah, two yeah. guys, he's like, okay. <laughs> I love when she looks at him and starts chasing him. Yeah, he's, like, he's just like, fuck, fuck damn it! I'm gonna awesome. get beaten up. Um, but yeah, no, really good film. Yeah, right. What best, was your best thing of the? Right, we're going to do best of the years thing. Oh, we're going to do... So, this is going to be our best and worst... What? No, just best. Start with best TV show of the year? Yeah, best TV show of the year. Best TV show of the year. Um, are you going to go first? Uh, why not? Go. Go, tell me about it. Uh, Give me some chat at me. I'm going to be honest. My favourite TV show of the year was probably... Uh, it's a 50-50, man. It's tough to, tough to pick. Tough to pick. Because on one hand, they're very opposite ends of the spectrum. Are they both superhero programmes? No. Oh, no. Oh, shit. No. This is, this one is. Because um, <laughs> on one hand, Jessica Jones, I fucking loved. Yep. And it's I incredible. thought that was amazing. But on the other hand, I really friggin' loved Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. And that was. That was last year. No, that was this year. Came out in February this year. So did Daredevil. Shit, it's yeah. been a long year. Yeah. Um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was silly. It felt like a 30 rock, but mm. with a new cast and crew. It had a brilliant concept. That's, that's just a yeah. genius. Um, probably the best TV theme tune ever made, ever. Yeah, by the people did uh, uh, tune, uh, songify this. Yeah, 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 which is brilliant. Um, yeah. Basically, about a woman who's been in a cult for years underground because she's been convinced that the world's been destroyed. She gets let out and goes to make a life for herself in New York you with Titus Andronicus. Yeah, like, I love. Um, you've seen those photos going around the internet. There's people going as cosplayers, Kimmy Schmidt, getting their photos taken with people dressed as Iron Man, <laughs> just, to, <laughs> just to confuse the hell out of them. That's um, amazing. But yeah, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was brilliantly written, yep. like genuinely, genuinely a diverse cast of characters for once in one of these things. Um, yeah, that was it. Was excellent. It was, you know, I'd give honourable mentions to Jessica Jones and Masters of None, Master of None, and all that sort of stuff. But yeah. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I love that show. Um, uh, yeah, no, I was a massive fan as well. Cameo yeah. at the end. Blew me away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who, the leader of the cult that was underground with them. Just fantastic. Yeah. And um, I really, really wish that he had uh, got that part of The Walking Dead. Because he'd be so good. <laughs> Jeffrey D. Morgan, haven't we? Yeah. He, I like Jeffrey D. Morgan. Yeah, he's really I think he's a bit up himself. He's Thomas Wayne in Batman he vs. Superman, isn't he? refused to continue doing cameos in Supernatural. Just because he, he, he was in the first season and the end of the second. Yeah. No, no, the beginning of the second. Refused to do it anymore. And that kind of, that, it means that they don't, cause so many people in that series come back as ghosts or they can yeah. bring him back briefly so they can't like touch him. They can just talk to him. They can get information. And he would be so key in some of the situations. And it'd be like, just bring him back for an hour. He just needs to do an hour on set in Canada. They'll fly him out. Give yeah. him a pittance. But he's better him. than that show. No, he's not. He did <laughs> Dead and Breakfast, which is a great film. Yeah. Anyway. That was a great film. What's your top film? My TV top, series. My top TV series. Again, honorable mentions go to Masters of None, Daredevil, Jessica Jones. I actually liked Daredevil more than Jessica Jones, which I think puts me in the minority. Sexist. No, not sexist. Um, Total sexist. The reason I liked Daredevil <laughs> more than Jessica Jones is, um, Daredevil, it felt like a video game more. You had, uh, smaller sex, sex, smaller groups of people that you took out and then you get to the final boss. Jessica Jones, it was very much a, a slow, grueling breakdown of a woman. It's a different sort of show. Getting in to some that, ways. yeah, getting yeah. to the boss. 
Um, but still, fantastic. I feel like some of the characters were superflu- superfluous to the plot. There were people like Nuke being in it. Didn't need it. Didn't need lots of that stuff. Mm. Um, I also, uh, the, um, I felt like they were putting that blonde girl through it all for no reason. She kept getting tortured and it kept getting worse for her and it felt pretty bad. And also their treatment of Killian underground felt jarring. Kilgrave. Kilgrave, that was it. Oh no, Killian. you treat the treat him bad. Yeah, I know, but just it felt like they were just becoming villains and it made it hard to sympathise with him when they had him in that situation. Especially when, you know, trap him in there, yeah. But torture him? You sort yeah, of you get to the point where Fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> you're, you're basically becoming the American military. It's like, we're going to terrorise people mm. and then they'll terrorise us back because we've terrorised them in the first place and we'll admit to that, but, you know, now we can just bomb them. We're done picking on them then. Um, mm. But uh, honourable mentions to all three of those. Um, there are other series that I've watched as well. Teenage Mutant Ninja Tales, the new series, great. Fantastic. A new series? Yeah, you know the CGI one? They've gone into space with David Tennant now. Has that been on for years, though? Yeah, it's been on fourth series now. Yeah, oh. Um but my top TV show of this year has been You're the Worst Season 2. Oh. Yeah, uh, Season 1 of You're the Worst started out as a sitcom, t- uh, 10 episodes, I believe it was. And it's just about two awful people getting together and just fucking and becoming a couple. Nice. Uh, they are just truly terrible people, though. Some of the stuff they get up to is awful, and the way they treat other people is quite Are they funny. always sunny in Philadelphia bad? No, no, <laughs> they are nowhere near that bad. They oh. don't adversely destroy people's lives. They're just a case of they have awful people around them, and it's just a very honest TV program. Yeah. You do have awful friends. You've always got that one person who's telling jokes that are a little bit risque, and then you've got someone who basically comes along and says it without the finesse. Hmm. Like, you've got one person who says, well, I'd love to take you home and chain you up in my basement, and then you've got someone who comes along and goes, yeah, I'd rape you! And then you're just like, oh, well, this fucking idiot's come to the pie. Good. Well done, buddy. You, uh, <laughs> you've just basically turned what was an invite to a sex dungeon into rape. Well done. Yeah. You are delicate. Um, I mean, we only implied it before, and... Yeah. As long as you, it's, you're as not saying you do it, yeah, just implying. As long as there's a question mark on the just end. Just implying the threat yeah. of violence. Yeah. Like, then, but then when you turn around, you just say to someone, I'm going to rape you. You're like, what yeah. is this? You could tell I was joking before. Now you've just committed a sex act. This oh. is sexual harassment. Um, but no, um, season two though, up the ante, the first four episodes, they are so against being a couple that they constantly drink and do drugs and keep waking up in like horrendous situations trying to avoid becoming one of those boring couples and there's the line um, she's talking to her friend trying to get advice um, it's Gretchen and the main character is I can't even remember the woman's Ted. name because I have a massive crush on her she's very attractive um, but anyway so um, <laughs> he he um, they, 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 she's getting tired she just wants to go home have a cup of tea sit in bed and read a book she just wants to stop partying just for a little bit because she is dying <laughs> all her body is breaking down under the weight of all this partying and her friend goes, no, if you stop doing what you're doing, you'll become a boring person. And the next thing you know, you're sharing a towel. It's all bad. And she's like, okay, then what do I do? And she goes, you're going to go and get some cocaine and you're going to do butt stuff tonight. <laughs> you're do loads of butt stuff. I don't want to do butt stuff. Bang, slaps you around the face because you're doing butt stuff tonight. Nice. And it's just like, fuck. Uh, but no, and then, uh, and then after that, it, it actually, uh, it genuinely tackles something that I've not seen tackled in TV in a non-comic way. And that is she, you find out that one of the characters is suffering from depression. And it, the resulting explanation of it and how it affects her is pretty realistic. It's pretty on the nose. It's still funny. Hmm. It's still a comedy program, but it is sad. And it's, uh, it's almost something that, you know, 
it takes a sharper turn than you'd expect, and especially after the first series where there's no mention of this. And that's the thing, it's not mentioned. People don't go up to you and say to you, oh, I'm depressed. You have to, you have to be aware that, you know, maybe next week I'll feel really shitty. Yeah. Or I just won't feel like me. You've got to be aware of that. You don't do that. So when it does come about and you're in a relationship with someone, it is a case of you need to, um, you need to do your best to pull yourself out. And she does that. She tries to anyway. Um, but yeah, no, fantastic. I was blown away by the whole of this series. And I, I don't know if it's in the UK yet. I've got the first season on like an American DVD and then you can buy the second season soon. Um, but yeah, I really recommend it. Anyone who can get hold of it, it's fantastic. It's fucking funny as well. I don't think enough people are talking about it, and the ten people that listen to our podcast will probably not ever watch it. No, they won't. No, I've talked. It's not worth it. It really is. It's no superheroes. Really I, uh, I, 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 I like was, if there's no superheroes in it. This is the second Tom Atkins of the episode. I'm going to give this a Tom Atkins as well. But it's the best of the year, so you got to give it. Got to give it a pretty good review. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. 13 episodes of the season 23 altogether you probably breeze through that on a weekend you fat fucking slobs out there in internet land <laughs> yeah right best game of the year you <gasps> well you see the thing Gremlin's is this year unleashed. all these yeah Gremlins Unleashed um, Arkham Knight on the PC the oh, first week see here's the thing just to the me, first week <laughs> pretty much every big name game I played this year was heavily flawed in some way yep like Arkham Knight um, even if it on PC worked properly which it almost does now. It's very close to being fine now. Um, it still wouldn't be the best of the Arkham games. No. Nope. Um, and then you get stuff like friggin' Darksiders 2 was just a remake. Metal Gear Solid 5 was like friggin'. I mean, like the microtransaction stuff. Well, I'm never going to do the FOB stuff anyway. But then you start seeing stuff like insurance against yeah. your thing. And I was just like, Jesus Christ. And then they're selling you the costumes that you always got as unlockables. Yeah. And then when you finish the game, and you realise there is no end. The mm. game doesn't actually end. It just keeps going. No, no, no. It just it just stops. That's worse. You you get to a point and the story just flat out stops. And there should be more, but you're never going to see it because it doesn't exist. Um, but yeah, Metal Gear Solid doesn't deserve best of the year. So I'm going to give it a game that was actually really, really fun and really well designed and small. Mm. Assault Android Cactus. Yay! Because that game was... Still spot on perfect. I keep playing it and it's enjoyable and multiplayer's mental on it. Yeah. Um the game's just a throwback to proper arcade games and really like tight design. TV. Like yeah. Like brilliantly like nicely crafted, well made things. Yeah. Hasn't got anywhere near enough people playing it as what it should have. They've only just managed to get past five hundred views on the Steam page. Jesus. And you know, you get crappy friggin' like yet another survival game on early access with yeah. hundreds of thousands of reviews, which are all just like a lot of them just using Unity store assets just to chuck in together and chuck it out there. Yeah. And you got these guys, these three guys who had to one of them had to learn how to code, mm. who just like banded together and made this brilliant little arcadey so you've got a bit of Dreamcasty throwback feel to it. I, re- I watched uh, I watched your video and I watched IGN did a video as well. Yeah, because they really liked it. Yeah, but just people are buying. People yeah. need to buy it. It's coming so, on Xbox One and PS4 soon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it's coming on PS- um, Xbox One after PS4. PS because the things with Xbox One, um, they have this thing where if you release the game on their system, you have to release it on everything at the same time. Yeah. And they couldn't do that for the PC release, so they sorted out sorted out the PS4 version first. Mm-hmm. And Xbox One will be something they worry about later if they even do. Yeah. Um, but the PS4 version's coming out soon. That's the one they've been showing off at PSX and everything. Yeah. I was hoping at PSX they'd do an indie game thing and show it. I'd like it if they did like a best of indie games. So they usually do. Yeah. They didn't this year. Mm. But um, 
yeah, it's a genuinely brilliantly made game with loads of tiny little systems working together mm. in it. The thing like being able to block lasers with your robots, the fact that when you use the speed boost, you get like every third point of damage is negated, so you've got a little bit of leeway with your faster movement. It's all tiny little balances. Um, I still can't beat the final boss. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the final boss at the end, you go through like a mini boss rush mode. You fight a couple. It's not all of them, but you fight a couple of the bosses in between fighting the main boss. It sort of keeps turning into mini bosses, mm-hmm. and then it turns into this like computer ge- weird sort of holographic geometry wars esh looking thing, mm. where you've got to basically eliminate all the enemies before your battery runs out. You get like a supercharged battery for a okay. while. Um, I want some modes that look like that. I want them to just to do some DLC. I'd buy it friggin' of just this geometry wars esque looking mm. wireframe so craziness because yeah. it was really cool. And I liked it. And like, yeah, they're just brilliant game. Also, if you put the Conme code in on the title screen, you unlock everything from the start and you can really? play it. Can't save anything. Can't unlock achievements at that point. I like that. It'll just, re- when you restart the game, it'll take that off. No. But it's a nice way of letting you mess around with the um, bonus modes on it, like the first person shooter mode, which is weird. <laughs> or um, the isometric camera mode, where it's yeah. like um, 16-bit games. Or the weirdest one, um, you can have regular sized head mode. Where the characters' heads are now human, where well, their bodies are adjusted to match the head size, <laughs> and so they look weird. It's it's slightly less readable as well when you're playing it because you haven't got this big mop of brightly coloured hair that each character has their own hair colour, yeah. which helps you spot them easier on the on the grid. Although you shouldn't really have too much trouble spotting your characters because you should always be firing, always be shooting. Yeah, ABS. ABS yeah. yeah, but um, damn good game. Yeah, no, I, I played recommended. it briefly. I really liked it as well. Yeah. Mm. Um. Okay. Uh, my game of the year, um, uh, it's a weird one for me. There are two, two games in particular that, that have been, um, far more than I expected them to be. Um, but one of them, I was met by a frustrating technical glitch that means that it reset everything I did. And the other one has so many technical glitches that occasionally it's just a mad, mad, mad world. Mm. But, um, I think both of them, both of them I probably would say are worth playing. Um, I'd, I'd almost say they were both my game of the year, but um, I would say The Witcher 3 is probably the best thing I've played this year. Yeah. Honourable mentions go to Bloodborne, Still not played Fallout 4. <laughs> yeah. Bloodborne, Fallout 4, and um, Black Ops 3, oddly enough, surprised me. <laughs> the the wealth of stuff you get on the next-gen copies of Black Ops 3 is insane. Yeah. Shouldn't be that much content. Not to a game that is known for selling DLC to people immediately after the game's released. Yeah. I think that in future they're going to have to move away from their DLC thing because the season pass is not selling as it used to. I think they should just make the multiplayer game its own separate thing. Like sell the game with the multiplayer and the single player as it is in stores. Yeah. But if you just want the multiplayer, you could pay like twenty five quid and download just the multiplayer mode. Well, then you just get the last gen version because that's what they did. Yeah, but that's what they should do because not everyone wants to play single player. Yeah, but I did. I did. I played through single player twice on Black Ops Three and it was really good. You had the zombies mode and you had the normal mode, but it's not my game of the year. Um, Witcher 3 is my game of the year. Um, Witcher 2, for me, was a freebie that I got on Xbox Live one year, one month and I played it. And it, it's a good game, but it was clearly not able to run on that machine. The Xbox 360 couldn't handle The Witcher 2 well. Mm. There were a lot of issues. It was slow. Inputs from the controller were really, really slow, even when you're using, like, a TV that's designed yeah, for gaming. Because I played it and everything felt weird. I didn't mm. like it too much. It's just sluggish. It's very yeah. sluggish. But The Witcher 3, everything feels a bit more concise. There's still a certain sluggishness to it. It's got, like, faster combat, hasn't it? And yeah, much faster combat. Um, yeah, the Batman style. There is so much to do. Combat. I don't know if you could run out of stuff to do in that game. It's a fantastic game. 
Um, Fallout 4, I feel like I've reached a natural point where I could stop playing and I wouldn't need to worry about the story. Yeah. Um, no, it's not like Fallout 3, which Fallout 3, I think, was bigger. I never got really into Fallout 3 because I played a hell of a lot of Oblivion and it felt like the same game to me. It feels very similar to that. But yeah. um, the nice thing about Fallout 4 is it gives you the option between guns or hand-to-hand stuff. And if you use hand-to-hand, it doesn't hinder you that much. You're mm. still pretty deadly. Um, but yeah, no, it's a really good game, but it's just it's, it's going to have to be The Witcher 3. Yeah. Um, something about character, customi- character customization and the whole picking your voice and all the other shit, it makes the character feel... It, it doesn't make him an everyman. It makes him feel like there's no investment in it. Yeah. Like there's investment in that process, and then as soon as you're out there, you're like, "Oh, okay, this doesn't matter to the game whatsoever." No. All that matters are my stats. So why is this a thing that people are putting time into? Really nice way of doing it with like the facial thing where you look in the mirror and you can change everything. But the thing it with, doesn't um, fucking matter. Thinking Fallout Four is that unlike other Fallout games, you don't really have any bad sides to a lot of your perks. It's like everything buffs you in some way and makes you superhuman yeah, by yeah, the time yeah. you got through it. Whereas the original Fallouts, you could make your character like ridiculously stupid, and it would have like side effects. Everything would... yeah, the conversation would be stupid. It'd be like, yeah. it'd be like Duh. but everything would have like side effects. Like if you you could put all your stats down to nothing and put your luck up really high, and scenarios would happen that would only happen in that yeah situation. Like you know the old Fallout That's games the had they've got rid of morality as well. Yeah. So you can't be good or bad. Yeah. Which I know is like a fable, fable ruin that for most people. But, yeah, true. Um, but it's still something I would have liked to see. Um, but yeah, so The Witcher 3, great game. Great fucking game. It's done really well though, so it's not really the same as Android Assault Cactus, which I'd probably recommend as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's just a real heavy hitter. It's the kind of thing where someone has put time into something and you can sense it. It's a very, very big blockbuster game. You play Gwent on it? You play Gwent on it. Gwent. I don't like Gwent. Everyone loves Gwent. Did not like Gwent. Um, <laughs> Someone made a mod for it where um, every time you go into combat, it turns into a game of Gwent. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, there's one thing that um, I will say for the studio. They're, um, the DLC that's coming out, Hearthstone and stuff like that, apparently it's great. It's apparently yeah. something, but I've not played that. Um, I am looking forward to their next game. They're doing a cyberpunk thing. Yeah. When that eventually turns up. That's that, like, that was a trailer from about two years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I wish there was something indie that I played. I, mean, I wish there was something smaller. Play yeah, stuff I didn't like play Undertale. I feel like park. I'm the only person who didn't. I played The Park. That was good. Honorable mm. mention to The Park. Um, what have we played? We had some free shit that we got sent. <laughs> stuff like Divinity Original Sin was fantastic. Mm. But it's, it's still marred by some of the restrictions of a game based 10 years ago. Because there's just some stuff that, for story purposes... and for yeah, Diablo-y combat. type thing, isn't it? Yeah, a little mm. bit. But it's uh, turn-based combat. Yeah. Massive Chalice felt good. Yeah, but again, felt a bit antiquated. It's, a bit, it's too difficult. <laughs> Can't finish it. Um, but uh, well, yeah, Sub Level Zero was good. Yeah, Sub Level Rocket Zero. League was a probably the best multiplayer thing this year. Yeah, Blood Bowl Two was good. I didn't expect to like that. I'll put as much time into that as I did. Mm. Played a lot of that. Um, Slaughtering Grounds. No, that was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's a classic. Um, but yeah, no, it's no, not really big. Games. Well, you've always said Witcher. Fr- that's all it matters. Yeah. Witcher. Fr- all right. Your favourite film of the year? Well, the best film of the year, undoubtedly. Star Wars. No one can argue. Mad Max Fury Road. I don't think anyone can argue. I have a different one. That's the coolest film of the year. It's a great film. It's a fucking amazing film. It is a great film, but there was a film that. It's brilliant. I liked more. I feel. Because I don't get to see all the big films in the cinemas all the time. I don't get to see everything. I I go to see the big blockbusters. Because if I don't go see them, it's going to be spoiled by the time I come out on video. Mm. No one's spoiling 12 Years a Slave for me. I can, I can watch that whenever I feel like it. But 
if I don't go see Ant-Man, someone's going to tell me what happens. Yeah. Um, don't you see Star Wars? I would know by now what happens. Did you see Ant-Man in the cinema? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course I did. Um, but I feel quite validated that I saw Mad Max Fury Road and it's on the top of like so many best of the year lists right now. Mm. RogerEbert.com put it as their top film of the year as well the other day. He's still rating films from heaven. Yeah, rating films. Oh, hell. Beyond the grave. Oh, hell, because he dated a black lady. <laughs> Racist. I know, I know. It's the West Bank no, um, Church. I mean, Fury Road. It's like the culmination of George Miller's like m- like fifty years of filmmaking experience. Like, um, the ways he shoots cars is like from a John Ford horse chase sequence. Mm-hmm. Like he has Max playing a role as an enabler to all the women's roles. Like they have something they need to accomplish, and he's not there to protect them or to make sure that they can do that. He's there to help them do what they're doing. Yeah. Like, Furiosa can handle her shit. Like, she handles it fine. And whether or not Max would have been able to make the difference in that, you don't really know. Like, they maybe maybe they could have done it without him, but... Do you not feel a bit like a superhero? What, Max? Mm. Nah, he's fine. He's flawed as hell. He gets shot in the head at one point. Yeah, I know, but he survives it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. with his hand. Um, But yeah, it's a brilliantly made, beautifully shot, Freaking the soundtrack's ridiculous, made by Junkie XL. <laughs> I agree completely on every one of those things. Yeah. But um, there's a black and white version coming out next is year. Is it actually coming out now? Yeah, they're releasing it in the cinema for Oscar season, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, why didn't they put it on the Blu ray like they said they were going to do? Um, apparently, studios don't like the idea of putting a black and white version on there, but now Mad Max is winning all the best of the year lists. They want to go, oh no, we can take it seriously now. Because they saw it as a popcorn movie, and it is. It's like. It's like everything people love about modern action films, but it's also very traditional. Like, there's moments where the score turns into, like, a really old-fashioned string orchestra score that feels like it's from a 1970s film. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, you get electric guitars pounding, you get industrial stuff working. I've got a hole in myself. Um, I've, everyone's got a hole in this, mate. Yeah. It's where you put your foot in. But um, there's, like... Boom. Like, just car chases that are visceral as hell. Like, I saw one person go, oh, maybe you only like it because of the gore. There's, like, practically no blood in the film even when friggin Immortan Joe gets killed mm. and he gets his face being ripped off there's like four frames of blood I wouldn't say that there's a ton of gore but there's a lot of grotesque stuff yeah but it's Mad Max world yeah. it's like everything's grim messed up everyone's got lumps and mutations yeah um, but yeah that's, I mean that's no way to talk about Charlize Theron but um, she's so hot. <laughs> I love her in um, Aeon Flux like, I actually kind of enjoyed that film I when I watched it. That film so very it's not much. good, but it's like poor Pete Possefight. Yeah, um, he's dead now. Yeah, but, I think um, that film killed him. <laughs> but it, yeah, Mad Max Fury Road is like, in terms of me being a cinema nerd, that's like it's it's paying so much tribute to a classic cinema, and it's mm. completely going against the grain of what modern action films are. Yeah, like the camera is held still. Mm-hmm. During action sequences, there's no shaky cam. No, none of that bollocks. That no, actually, like, no, there is, there is, um, there is. It's shaky cam when it matters. Like when Max is being highly disorientated and chased yeah. at the start, it's going. That's because he's completely disorientated. Do you think they use the? Uh, they use the old uh, Evil Dead. Two no. planks of wood. <laughs> <laughs> two planks of wood. Two people running. Yeah, yeah. But it's like they nailed it. Like all these like great shots that come together, the tracking shots, the way. Things are staged, like in action sequences. It's not just cars bashing into each other during the car chase. You've got people riding pogo sticks over to try and yeah. grab the girls out of the cars. You've got cars getting locked together and, mm. like, his friggin', um, his car getting trashed in between two cars. Yeah. That's my car. But, um, yeah. it's brilliant. It's a love up to automobiles. <laughs> it's a really good film. Yeah. And also, uh, Tom Hardy. Yeah. 
he's pretty awesome in that. Yeah, he's got a terrible Australian accent. He has a terrible Australian yeah. accent. That's why he doesn't talk very much. But he is Max. It's he like, is Max, yeah. yeah. He's great at it as well. Um, I saw someone complaining that Max doesn't talk too much. Like, have you seen Road Warrior? Yeah. He has 16 lines in that film and two of them are, I just came for the gasoline. 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 Yeah. That's like, that's all he says in the entire film. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I really like Mad Max, but, um, but what did I put down? <laughs> Um, but I your this film year, of the year was ridiculous six okay yeah yeah great what was the other Adam Sandler film, film released this year the cobbler oh shit <laughs> yeah. and also Hotel Transylvania too uh, that flopped didn't it yeah that's weird um, that flopped really my the best film of the year is for me because it hit me on a personal level mm. it was something that I've always wanted to see and because there's a new one coming out I wanted to get on the forefront of this. I wanted to watch it before anyone else. Hmm. Wonder Woman XXX. Uh, don't review porn. <laughs> the story of an Amazonian princess trapped in a world she never made and then steadily boned by a bunch of guys. And women. She gets with a bunch of women as well. It's pretty it's hot. Not, don't review porn. Ares. That's not your favourite film of the year. Yeah, it's so weird though because you know in porn films they just yeah. they get those cameos in there. They get those characters in there. You see the end in the reviews of the year with Wonder Woman. <laughs> Look at Batman vs. Superman. Everyone's complaining. Was Wonder Woman Triplex made this year? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get check. the trailer up. We'll play the trailer on the, on the YouTube. Because that will get the... Um, okay, no, so seriously, my, um, uh, my film of the year, and this is gonna sound stupid because I don't think anyone saw this. <laughs> I think people looked for it and then it came out in America and then it came out VOD, so I bought it. Um, I watched The Final Girls this year and rated it very highly. Um, and it's a film that stuck with me. As much as I liked Mad Max, Mad Max seemed like it was in the cinemas and then it was, re- like, it was almost immediately on Blu-ray. It was odd. How, four months. It's always four months. It was odd how quickly that happened. And stuff like um, Age of Ultron. It was great. It's fine. It's a great popcorn film, but it just didn't feel great in terms of uh, it wasn't pacing and stuff. It's one of the weaker Marvel films. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, I would, if it wasn't this, I would have said Ant-Man because that was so unexpectedly good. Yeah. Ant-Man stuck with me for quite a while. Yeah, the only thing that bugged me in Ant-Man was that they keep saying that... Um, Paul Rudd that Scott Lang's a bad guy and he's done bad things. Yeah, yeah. And you and never actually see. Well, him. no, we find out what he did. He's, he, yeah, he, but you find you get told, but you don't see. Robin Hood, wouldn't he? Yeah, but you get to see that he's a really smart guy. He's like a mechanical yeah. engineer, isn't he? But anyway, um, but yeah, it, I would fix I that. Mean, I would have made that. Sound I'm, I'm going to fix that. So, I would no, have him just. You, you know, when he breaks into Hank Pym's house. Have that be entirely. Don't have the prison bit. Have that be his thing where he's breaking into a house to. Like, um, just basically have selfish needs and he yeah. finds the Ant-Man suit down there. But have a sequence in there where he takes time out of his heist to help a little girl or something. Like, she'll balls mm. fall in the back garden. And maybe he uses his skills to break into the, mm. into there and get the hat ball back. And Hank Pym's been watching that. But that's even more unrealistic. But then it's like, Hank Pym's like, oh, this dude's breaking into my house. But he's also kind of good. Maybe he's the right no, guy no, for the job. No, no, Hank Pym, he, he drops the hints. To get him to go and break into the house. That was the yeah, whole yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I prefer if it was like another way around. It was a bit more. No, because I think that if it was just because he saw him help a girl. Just something like, like that. Just something like where he's seen him demonstrate his skills, but also that he's a good person in one go. Yeah. Without but the whole, he's in prison and he's getting beat punched by black Ant-Man was a great film. It was a great yeah. film. It's up there. Mad Max was a great film. Mad Max would probably be my number one, but as I said, it just felt like that. It's a great film. Mm. So easy to watch. And it looks great, sounds great, everything's good about it. But we knew that was going to be the case. George yeah. Miller is kind of a genius. Yeah, he did Babe 2, Pig in the City. Which is a great film, oddly it's enough. It's a freaking cinematic classic. Yeah. 
Um, but he, he is a very old man who has made the most energetic film of this year. Much like last year, The Wolf of Wall Street, Ryan Scorsese, Mad Max this year. Well, that's the thing. He knows how to direct. Genius. He knows how to direct, <laughs> Which... but he knows how to direct so fast that I don't think any director, apart from MCG, could keep up with him, and MCG would make it just a fucking complete nightmare of blur. The modern directors know about the way things look, and they know about stuff. Yeah. They don't know the meanings. Like, you watch how most films... You know they say films are done with a checklist and all this sort of stuff. Like, a good director will know how to pull off that checklist without anyone noticing. But um, here's a fun game you can play in the cinema whenever you watch an action movie. Have a countdown to the first time you find out the main character's not gay. Just see how long it takes. Guarantee, if, if less than Michael, ten minutes. If it's Michael Bay, it'll be in the, it'll be in the credits. Five seconds, the yeah. yeah. You're like, I love ladies! But, like, even Guardians of the Galaxy. Less than ten minutes before you have a confirmation of not gay. Yeah, but he might be. We don't know if that alien race has a dick. <laughs> Maybe. She's he actually might, a character from the comics. He might just be fucking everything. He did say that he fucked something that almost killed him. So we have to assume that he's fucking some monsters. Yeah, yeah, it's good for anything. So it doesn't matter. He, he's, if anything, he's... Oh yeah, he's he directed Lorenzo's oil. Asexual? <laughs> he is asexual something, I'll tell you what, eh? Omnisexual? What is it where you just fuck everything? Omnisexual. Well, aliens. Um, you Gary Glitter. No, Gary Glenn just fucks kids. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. You, you, you wanted to in be in his gang, didn't you? Voice. Were you in his gang, Anne? <laughs> this is a Project the... U-Tree coming to get you as a witness. Uh, but no, I, uh, my favourite film of the year has been The Final Girl. Mm. It's, it's, uh, sorry, The Final Girls, because The Final Girl was another film that came out this year that wasn't very good. No. Um, but The Final Girls. Um, Not seen it. It it's plays, the shot I've heard of in my life. It plays on everything that I loved about horror films. It, feels like the characters are people that, you know, you've got different members of the audience all represented by different characters in the film. Mm. Everything works. They're beat for beat. They mock the stuff that happens in horror films and the way that horror films are structured, but they also use that to finally beat the bad guy and stuff, which is nice. They are aware they're in a film. They're aware of the rules of the film. They're aware of how to use that to their advantage. It's not just a case of, we're in a horror film. Let's just be in the film. Oh, the film's over. What's happening next? Is a case of this is how we're going to survive this. This is how we're going to win. And then it's a bit cabin in the woodsy. Yeah, but without the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, sort of like cabin in the woods was way too like. Hey guys, have you smelled what my ass smells like? Because my head's been up there for days and it is great. Mm, I, I liked cabin in the woods. It was just up its own ass. I saw it in Sweden. I saw it with Swedish subtitles. Nice. Nice. Did Chris Hemsworth, whenever it had like him speaking, did it just say "handsome man says"? Yeah, <laughs> pretty man says. I saw Prometheus in Sweden, and the audience did cheered make, when Rumi. More sense or no. less sense? <laughs> um, the audience cheered when Numi Rapace's name came up on screen. Really? Yeah. Aww. But She's um, a local girl. But yeah, Final Girls, my uh, film of the year. Yeah. Yeah, I reviewed it earlier this year. So if you want to go back and listen, yeah, so go into more of it. But is it twenty six? Maybe. Is it twenty six? Maybe. Um, but yeah, it's it's just some of the story. But so far, it's been a great year. We've like still got two weeks or a week. Not really. It doesn't really count though. What's left? Christmas. Nothing happens in the next two weeks. Very merry Christmas. I'm going to watch that. Oh yeah, and he's Bill Burr's new yeah. series. Yeah, his yeah. family. Yeah. See, there's loads of stuff. I've um, got to figure out how I'm going to watch Die Hard on Christmas. I don't think my brother would be up for watching Die Hard Christmas Day. Why? I don't know. He's, he's just, got kids. They're probably yeah. He's got a little baby, but it doesn't really count. They're not young yeah. enough. But. Yeah, there's it's like it's people who are just like, you know, Some maybe they don't enjoy Die Hard. Yeah. It's like Gremlins is a Christmas movie, but no one seems to recognise that. Yeah. 
It's a great Christmas movie. Um, Scrooged. Loads of people yeah. hate Scrooged. That's my favourite Christmas movie. I've got that. Yeah, it's a really good film. Uh, but all in all, yeah, it's been a good year. It's a great year, in fact. I, I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was after 2014, and it's blahness. It's very blah, yeah. Yeah. Blah. There's always highlights. So, I mean, next year, we've got Deadpool. Yeah, we've got Deadpool, Batman versus Superman, which will probably be terrible, but... Well, you can whatever. always just watch Wonder Woman Triple X with me next time. Civil War. It. I'm going to watch it again. Doctor Strange. I usually only get, like, five minutes X-Men in. X-Men Age of Ultron. 30 seconds in. Star Wars Rogue One. Yeah. Next year? Yeah. Yeah. So next this time next year. Ghostbusters? Yep. Which I'm 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 kind of excited for. Yeah. Everyone I, seems to be hating on that just because there's women in it. Like it's <laughs> No, I don't care about the fact yeah, there's women. All I care about is the fact that it's Melissa McCarthy and if there's one joke of her falling over and going, Oh no, I'm overweight I'm gonna be like, off, I'm leaving, yeah. I'm complaining to the cinema manager, I'm gonna be like, I want my money back, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, Fuck you. Kirsten Wig did a great film last year or the year before called Welcome to Me. It seems like oh, yeah, Kirsten yeah. Wig and Melissa McCarthy, their careers both started around Bridesmaids. Like, they got bigger around well, Bridesmaids yeah. after TV. Yeah, because for years. Yeah, Kirsten Wig was SNL. Yeah. Melissa McCarthy, Mike and Molly. And then as soon as they did that, they both went in completely different directions. Well, Melissa Wig- McCarthy's got the extra help that her sister's very famous. Oh, really? Yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Is that her sister? Yeah. No. But um, Kirsten Wig went and did some really, really, really good independent films, like Welcome to Me, The Skeleton Twins, stuff like that. Really mm. great independent films. And Melissa McCarthy fell over and got <laughs> called fat and ugly by people. And I don't think that that's not good. She's no. a smart woman. Clearly, she's a smart businesswoman because she has lots of money. She's doing well for herself in Hollywood. She may have famous family, yeah. maybe nepotism. They're as probably going to have to cancel Mike and Molly at some They already point. have. Have they? Yeah, she can't keep doing that. But, um... But she's better than that. God yeah. fucking damn it. If I see one more film where she falls over and she's like, I'm a single lady, single ladies. It's just like, oh yeah, we can tell you're single because some people find you unattractive. Not everyone, but some people do. There you go. Fall over again. Make the audience laugh. Go dance, on. Dance, monkey, dance. Be a, be a cat lady. Yeah. That's what you are. Because you look like What if her and Adam Sandler did a film together? It would be... Just an hour and a half of people falling over and being mean to everyone. It would basically be the story of Adam Sandler falling in love with a really hot woman and using Melissa McCarthy as a buffer. And then, in the end, what would happen is Melissa McCarthy would get plastic surgery to look attractive and Adam Sandler would fall for her. He'd be like... Because that's the lesson. Now she's hot. Yeah, that's it. It'd be the hottie and the naughty. And oh my God, the end of that. Can you imagine that? Harry, I don't care what's on the inside. Only if it's me, Adam Sandler, Rob Dave Speed, Kevin James. Oh, they're all there. The game's all here. Kevin James. The only thing that keeps me, keeps me, you know, sleeping well at night is knowing that Kevin James is on the right track for a heart attack. Yeah. That's mean. It's not mean. He's a dick. He's a fucking, he's, he is, he's the knowing version. He's the version of Melissa McCarthy. He's in a position where he's a white guy in Hollywood and he keeps making shit. Offensive, <laughs> horrible shit. Yeah. That one we was fighting. Melissa McCarthy, good. at least she is an intelligent person. She knows that she's yeah. doing this because she's a woman in Hollywood and the only way that you get anywhere in Hollywood is by being the fucking picture perfect woman in Hollywood. And she, she's taking these shit films, yes. But she, I'm saying she should elevate herself now. She can do better now. Yeah, but I understand that Hollywood works in a way that's very offensive towards women. It's a, it's not a good place if you're a woman. No, no. Even if you're a man, it's not a great place. Like you can be an ugly guy and date a hot woman in a film, but 
But if you're an ugly woman, you're not going to get a hot guy unless there's some sort of spell involved <laughs> or you fucking have surgery or some of those fucking lines. It's stupid. It's not fair. Yeah, but there's got to be a magic involved. It's got to be magic involved. Or she's really good at baking. Yeah. Because she's fat. Oh, fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that attractive women can't be funny either. I'm not saying that they aren't comedians in their own right. I'm just saying that shouldn't just be attractive people in Hollywood. Look at people like Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt was so fucking massive. The only reason he became skinny was because they were like, okay, can you be a baseball star? Yeah, I'll lose weight for a baseball star. Can you be a superhero? I guess so. Yeah, fine. But if he was always fat, he would just be... That'd be quite cool. If God is actually just like super his, his biggest point in, in Parks and Rec where he was just massive. Yeah. He was so fat in that. Good on him. Yeah. <laughs> the meat tornado. Hmm. Anyway. That's, that's been the this, year. That's this week. Wait, that's was Guardians of the Galaxy this year? No, last year. That yeah, feels so good. Yeah. So, that's it. Yeah, I guess that's the end of year two of Chris and Bubba looks. Oh. I know. Yay. Yeah. Every S- second, I'm closer to death, and that's comforting. See you in 2016, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'll see you then. See you in the future! Oh, I don't know. Yes! Jim! Can you do a, you do a good Jim? What? Can you do it? You know Miami Connection? Jim! Jim? Jim! Which one Jim the one who was like... Jim's the black guy. Yeah. He gets sliced by a ninja and then... Um, yeah. What's his name? He's like, it's my friend, my father! Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Hey guys! Look, I've got a father! It's like, don't rob it in Jim, you cunt. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, we're all orphans. We're I thought we're all orphans. Yeah. <laughs> they all work together as orphans, yeah. Jim! <laughs> this <laughs> where he flexes the entirety of a nigga. Jim! Film of the year, Miami Connection.